Hey, hey, everybody. If you're listening to this, you are listening to the first free hour of this episode of The Shift with Doug McKenty. If you like what you're hearing, please consider subscribing to the show in order to access the full feature-length versions of the podcast, as well as have access to the members' forum, where we discuss potential topics and interviews and dive deep into the overall concept of The Shift. For only six bucks a month, not only do you get the full-length episodes, but also an opportunity to co-create with me, your host, Doug McKenty, the future of the show. Go to www.theshiftnow.com or patreon.com backslash the shift and sign up today in order to help make the shift possible. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Good morning, noon, or night, whenever and wherever you are listening, you're listening to The Shift. I'm your host. My name is Doug McKenty. This episode was recorded on March 16th, 2021. Today on the program, I'm happy to introduce Alexandria Russell, multi-dimensional communicator and curator of the Guardian Alliance website. Over the past year, our society and our world has gone through momentous changes as a result of many governments' reaction to the presence of the COVID-19 virus. Initially, I thought it was important to cover these events closely and allow those in disagreement with the corporate government narrative a platform to express views and provide information from outside the mainstream. As time passed, I became increasingly frustrated with the level of denial expressed culture-wide concerning these alternative views, as many staunchly defended the corporatist narrative while claiming any alternative to be conspiracy theory, despite well-organized arguments utilizing primary source and peer-reviewed scientific papers in their defense. As we all know by now, in many cases, censorship is used to silence opposing views rather than engage in rational discussion, as would be characteristic of any society founded on freedom and the principles of basic human rights. In an attempt to understand what appeared to me to be an almost bizarre and certainly frightening turn of events surrounding the lockdowns, I began production of the Psychology of Lockdown series, utilizing the tenets of family systems therapy to describe what appears to be a dysfunctional relationship between government and citizen that mirrors a dysfunctional family with an abusive and controlling patriarch. Those abused often suffer a form of mystification brought on by trauma that results in a skewed version of reality that bypasses critical thinking, engages fight-or-flight mechanisms, and causes the victim to engage in a type of Stockholm Syndrome that justifies the abusive behavior, rather than identifying it for what it is. While the language of psychology helps to understand the observed cognitive dissonance and science denialism, as well as the fear of engaging in the rational conversations characteristic of a free society, Simply understanding the mechanism of control does little to mitigate what appears to be an empowered and expanding totalitarian state. Having said that, I'm going to start having more episodes of The Shift concern the topic of health and wellness. It's time to focus on the community at large in order to ensure that those of us who exist outside of the corporate-sponsored matrix have the skills and abilities that it takes to survive and even thrive during difficult times. For those seeking an alternative path to health and wellness, The Guardian Alliance is a great place to start. In this interview, Alexandria and I will discuss the six-pointed program developed by founder Adam Apollo and others that blends ancient and modern knowledge into a system of integrated wholeness that describes physical and mental well-being in terms of the subtle energetic forces at work within all living beings that provide health, physical strength, 
and even extrasensory abilities when cultivated and properly balanced. Describing the program as a Jedi training, a pop culture reference that alludes to an ancient Egyptian sect that practiced internal alchemy, the Guardian Alliance takes the initiate through six powerful energy points that exist along the center line of the body, provides the characteristics of each, and presents methodologies to connect with, then enhance the powers and qualities provided by those points. The system taps into many wisdom traditions, including Hinduism, Taoism, sacred geometry, and indigenous knowledge, then backs up these concepts with a cutting-edge understanding of quantum mechanics and unified field theory. The introductory courses are both informative and affordable, and the compendium of knowledge is presented in a format that's easy to understand, yet provides valuable information for beginners and more experienced practitioners alike. Find out more about the Guardian Alliance at www.guardian.is. As always, find hours of free content and subscribe to the newsletter for up-to-date information on new productions from The Shift at www.theshiftnow.com. If you like what you're hearing, please like, subscribe, and share this episode throughout your social media network. We rely on listeners like you for distribution of this podcast. Without further ado, I'd like to thank Alexandria for agreeing to this interview and thank you for helping to make the shift. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this, the 73rd episode of The Shift. I am really happy today to be talking about solutions. So many of uh, these podcasts, especially since the coronavirus and the lockdowns and everything that's been happening, has has been uh, just kind of revealing the negative aspects of what's going on. And uh, But we got to take time out, take a few breaths, and figure out, uh, well, what are the solutions to these problems? And uh, as I was scoping out the internet one day for whatever reason i discovered uh, an organization's called the guardian alliance they have an academy online uh, that has done just what i thought was an incredible job of uh, amalgamating ideas cross-culturally from all over the world into a very tight package uh, that not only includes a lot of ancient ideas indigenous wisdom Taoist ideas hindu ideas uh, sacred geometry, uh, um, but also then incorporates that with a lot of the modern physics concepts that we're getting with quantum mechanics and unified field theory. And it just so it just does a great job of not only uh, creating a complete package uh, in terms of a lot of these ideas from around the world about how the internal energy body system works uh, and the uh, more holistic, more uh, integrative concepts about how even reality itself actually functions as opposed to the materialistic reductionist view that we typically get um, in our Western education system. Um, but they also, uh, they just do a great job of, of creating this package and then putting it forth in a way that a lot of people can understand. So I wanted to uh, welcome Alexandria Russell to the program. She is here to help explain the Guardian Alliance to us. And then we're going to get into a pretty in-depth and interesting conversation. Some of this stuff is going to get a kind of esoteric, but once you break free from the, the Western materialistic paradigms and start to recognize how this energetic system works. And, and I just want to preface this by saying essentially every other culture in the world, including uh, medieval and indigenous European cultures, all believed in this particular type of system. So it's only been in the last 
a couple of hundred years, a couple of thousand years in certain places, but it's been spreading that this materialistic worldview has taken hold. So if some of these concepts sound really far out to you, uh, just keep in mind that most people throughout history have believed in these ideas. Uh, and Alexandria is going to give us some of her own personal experiences uh, to show us uh, firsthand accounts of, um, of what happens when you start to really delve into these, uh, these, this more uh, energetic, integrative uh, understanding of how the world works. So thanks for coming on the show, Alexandria. Really appreciate it. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for that grand introduction. You want to just uh, let my audience know a little bit about uh, yourself and how you got involved with the uh, with the uh, Guardian Alliance. Yeah, um, I'm originally from Pennsylvania, and I grew up. I guess you can say professional warper. I'm a skating second generation of SBA. Um, this group is international uh, that does uh, medieval reenactment festivals and uh it, it started in europe and now there's a, a branch in the u.s but um so i grew up jousting and um, doing like old style archery games and nice um, just, just growing up in that whole atmosphere so i've always kind of um been a fan of star wars and um just a huge nerd all this stuff right <laughs> uh when i had moved to the west coast about Seven and a half, eight years ago, I tra was transferring schools. I was studying medicine, Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, herbalism, traditional medicine, biochemistry. I originally um, was studying sociology, and then I, I switched majors. Um, and that's kind of what got me introduced to physics, because um, I met a lot of uh, physics community out there at Arizona State University. And it really inspired me, um, because I always had this personal connection to where the Jedi and I always believe that like every human was a Jedi in their own way and um, yeah. you know always obsessed with magic and, and things like that and um, really enjoyed learning about different cultures and how they viewed magic and what they practiced and how religion kind of took over those belief systems and rituals but changed it a little bit still kind of present in our lives we don't really realize it and it fascinated me, and I'm grateful that I had the freedom to do that growing up. And um, when I was on the West Coast and I started getting into the physics community, I really started um, expanding my my mind with new concepts that helped me even understand Minecraft deeper. So in biochemistry, if you understand the vibrations and physics behind the way chemical compounds communicate and how chemicals are actually, um, how they become to be, how they evolve into um, the world. It's, it's really trippy. It's very um, vast and, and unique and, and really deep. And I, I almost found my true spirituality through that, of just being able to learn the mechanics of how the universe operated. And then mm -hmm. that's what propelled my own personal journey into studying Eastern philosophy, because I was studying Eastern medicine, I wanted to learn internal alchemy techniques and energy um, techniques because I had always felt this energy around me and my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, she would always teach me about certain things um, from from our cultures. We have Scottish Egyptian, Palestinian, and German on that side, and so she always taught me like pagan things and 
um, how to harvest the equinoxes and stuff like that. But I always knew about this subtle energy, and I, I would tune into it, especially when I was around the animals. Like, I had a horse, and um, I, I spent a lot of time at farms and uh, felt that connection between humans and animals, that, that unspoken, subtle connection was my first really have an experience with what you can call the force. Mm-hmm. And so studying that in college kind of got me into all of these groups. Um, friends of mine in the tech industry and, and studying to be in the tech industry. And and they, they brought me into their own groups and worlds of um, quantum mechanics and quantum theory and, and quantum technology. And, and that really starts in my mind even further of just potentials of how Humans can evolve their ability to communicate with themselves and nature by using technology for the stewardship of that relationship rather than the uh, detachment, which is what we currently have. Um, but I believe that technology can actually be moved into different ways that actually support us for health and our you know, beauty of the environment, the world around us. And then through those groups, I was connected to this school where I was studying herbalism that I kind of call my hippie Hogwarts experience nice. it was really awesome like it, it was just a random small little college that popped up in Tempe, Arizona that um, teaches all forms of healing art modalities and everybody that went there was just so awesome I loved getting connected to that network and through that network I met a whole bunch of people who did environmental restoration um, habitat restoration, um, cool stuff with uh, the national park out west, and um, that's how I ended up finding out about the Resonance Science Academy, Resonance Science Foundation, back in 2015. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go to the first um, Egypt trip that I had finals that week, and so I was still really determined to get my doctorate at the time. So I was just I worked a lot and I studied a lot and I was at school 24 seven. So, um, it was, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then I slowly just realized how corrupt the medical industry is. Um, even in naturopathy, like it's not that it hasn't gotten as bad as allopathy, but it's, it's getting there. Corporations are taking over. It's all about money. It's not about healing people. And it really broke my heart to really want to be a doctor and I want to be able to help people. But, Mm-hmm. Um, one of my professors in that class, she gave me advice one day. She said, you actually want to be here and help people. Don't get your doctorate because they won't let you do anything. And you're basically licensed to be their salesman and publisher. And uh, I believe that. That's all that happened to my grandparents growing up. And I, that's why I wanted to go into the system to fix it. But it's just, it's a large job. I feel like it can be fixed, but not part of my path. And so that's when I really started shifting gears and changing direction and started studying martial arts again because it's something I did as a kid but didn't really get into and so when I finally started getting into it and going to meetup groups in Arizona um, a lot of my my friends were taking courses at the Resident Science Academy so I started taking courses there mm-hmm. and that's how I found out about Adam and I totally just fell in love with everything they were doing and what they were teaching and what they were about and um, and that's that's uh that's led by Nassim Harriman right yeah uh, yeah, and I, I really believe that what they're doing is, is really important um, in just putting out a unified 
scientific theory that can help people find solutions for um, environmental stewardship and uh, having healthier um, just overall human experiences. Um, so it was really cool to learn from them, and I'm still learning from them. I always love checking in on their new courses, and, mm-hmm. um, and that's how I essentially I got involved in um, the group uh, in the Guardian Alliance. And um, when I first met Adam and, and heard about the Guardian Alliance, I like literally cried because I had always felt the call, and my soul had always been. I had always felt connected to, uh, you know, a group of Jedi, space Jedi, and essentially people who cared about being guardians for the Earth and for humanity. Uh, and yeah, it's it's just a huge passion of mine to be a part of that purpose. And it was it was such a blessing, and, and everything just kind of happened cohesively. And here I am. <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah, so you guys uh, just. Um just to clarify for the audience, I mean, you guys literally call this like a Jedi training, what people can go through uh, at the Guardian Alliance Academy. Um, and and you're taking people essentially through chakra by chakra. I guess one of the things that I learned when I first uh, found out about this, I thought, well, there was actually a link uh, to the the initial concept of the Jedi. And I did not know this, but apparently George Lucas lifted the whole idea from a, an ancient Egyptian sect called the jedi they spelled it with the d d j e d i and uh so it has a, a long lineage um of yeah, a we don't want to rip off disney <laughs> right <laughs> yeah that's no it's, it's good it's, it's it's fundamentally in our nature it's, it's in our culture from ancient times disney was not the first to, to come up with that or i guess you know star wars but yeah it's what what i had loved when i had started as a student at Guardian Alliance, um, was that it gave me a way to actually apply these wisdoms to my daily life in a very sh- short, concise, like effective manner. Because what I had experienced in the overscope of this similar similar community that has been forming, there's just a lot of fluff, a lot of people, um, you know, doing great things and getting really creative, but just lack of leadership and direction and there's nothing wrong with that it's just is what it is and I'm just a very precise person you know I, I grew up in the science community essentially still am um so I like to understand the mechanics of things and just know how to actually just apply the mechanics I know mm-hmm. a lot of people who are that way and they don't participate in a lot of these consciousness expanding things because it puts them off because it's just too fluffy for them and so right that's kind of what I loved about the teachings of the Guardian Alliance website, and then as I got brought on, something that I bring to the table as well as courses I'm developing and the direction that we're keeping the Alliance in is more of being able to get deep into these spiritual metaphysical concepts also with the um, platform and foundation that we need to have our tool belt well-equipped to handle the real world and what it actually means to be an actual steward, an actual get up in the real world, dealing with real world problems and how to get involved and how to utilize it and wield that wisdom properly. Um, and that's, that's what really excites me about um, what we can continue doing with this work is being able to bring people together for a common goal 
that can share knowledge and share wisdom and share experiences and teachings in ways that will be effective and fun to learn. We can teach from the kids, we can teach from the elderly. Mm-hmm. Anybody can learn this, they can improve your life and um, not appropriate any cultures or um, be overly religious or um, just, you know, a little bit out there. And it's just, it's, it's really good to see the way that it's received. It's really positive by a lot of people. Um, and I've had a lot of people tell me um, that the way that some of these teachings are described were um, easier to, to digest than uh, other people are teaching in certain ways. So it's, right. it's really about digestibility, what I've noticed, and like being able to get people's attention and figure out what they actually want. And as students and teachers, we're both throughout our whole life. We'll never stop being a student, and we're always teaching passing on our wisdom. So if we have that mindset and mentality, we can share these experiences and skills in a really beautiful, artistic way um, and build communities through that. Well, uh, I guess one of the things that's coming to mind, I'm doing this uh, psychology of lockdown series right now, and I've been talking a lot um, in the work that I've been doing about psychology and, and why, you know, why are, are some people followers and why are people stronger and more individuated? And individuation is the is the goal of, of, of at least the, the psychology system that I've been doing these discussions about. And, and the issue is, you know, initially... Uh, uh, we're talking about a person and a lot of people that are raised inside of a patriarchal culture, you know, when you're raised in, you know, children will literally get trained like animals. I mean, even if you think about the way, and you shouldn't even treat an animal this way, <laughs> but this is the way that, you know, psychologically people are are trained I and mean, they even call it um, operant behavioral conditioning. And a lot of our public education is based on this kind of thinking that you just train a child to be what you want them to be instead of allowing that child to be individuated, which is a healthy person emotionally that's happy to express and express their own authentic self in a powerful way. And I think that's, uh, I actually took the opportunity to go through the whole first level of the, of the guardian Alliance Academy training just to get a real feel for for how you guys are approaching this, and it seems like that's the ultimate goal is to take uh, the, the different areas to combine first of all these ideas from different cultures, from uh, native indigenous wisdom as well as Eastern philosophy, uh, and then apply them in such a way where you combine them with the Western science, the the sort of cutting edge Western science, which is starting to. I, I feel like it's starting to come full circle back to, to some of these other uh, these other cultures' awareness in terms of the unified field theory, and in terms of the quantum mechanics. Um, and so you make it accessible to a, a person who's been raised with the Western mind, um, but then you are as you go through the process, you're literally healing them so that they can eliminate these emotional blockages the shaming the you know the the traumatic experiences from their childhood or the training from their childhood and allowing people to kind of go through this process of learning about how to be themselves again does that does that make sense to you does that sound like uh one of the goals of the program oh yeah that's that's very similar to the uh philosophy of the montessori schools 
which I absolutely love. Um, yeah, and that is kind of similar to um, different schooling styles that I saw within dating community as well. Just uh, really stick to that old school, like let your kids discover themselves kind of thing. Right. Um, really encourage uh, creative thinking and expression and um, how it gives them the security they want to feel confident in, in building those um, new pathways of, of thinking and innovation. Um, it's definitely a huge goal of mine to be able to extend Guardian Alliance teachings to children and get them involved in their community and give them a voice and um, the power to um, build themselves into um, the life that they wish in, in you know, a small way or, or any kind of large significant way that was, that is in alignment. Um, children really are the future and, um, you know, healing is, it's a multi-layered process and we never stop the day we die. And right. so it's, it's the way that we handle it and not projecting onto the younger generations is really important. That's something that I've learned from older generations that did not have those skills that, um, it's up to us to be able to have the rhythm and the composure to be able to um, handle suffering and handle events of life in a manner that has a little bit more grace and can help support security and healthy foundations for children so that they learn how to deal with conflict, how to deal with struggle and um, situations with solutions and innovation and compassion rather than violence or um, survival mentality mm-hmm. um, experiences and that is, is essentially key to many human systems it would change immediately um, with newer generations acting differently just in that way it's very, very important absolutely well, let's get into actually how the system works. And, and, um, so you basically have kind of taken the chakra system, the Hindu chakra system, the energy system, and you've applied, um, we've got six different archetypes, I guess you would call them, uh, and applied each one to each different chakra system and then, and then work your way up. And, and I guess maybe before we talk about this, cause I, I guess I always, because of where I come from, I mean, it took me, uh, you know, a few years of doing Tai Chi probably before I was like, you know, I think this stuff is actually real. Like I had to, I had to feel it. Study the culture, the Hindu culture. Um, yeah, they don't understand it and, until you feel it. And that's why I feel like doing Tai Chi and things like that actually get you to feel your internal energy system. Yeah. Because most people learn through experience, if they have a physical experience, they can understand that the mechanics of what those teachings are about. And um, essentially how we did it with the Alliance is um, we're referencing that, but it's not necessarily the chakra system. It's just we're using the color spectrum. Okay. Um, but we found that there's intrinsic ancestral archetypes throughout humanity in every culture and um, kind of made it our own system in that way and essentially it's easier to break up these teachings into archetypes so that it can be easily digested and you can understand what 
each archetype does for the whole mm-hmm. and how it works together. And then everybody's going to lean towards one or another certain type of code, essentially, within the archetype. And it's cool to be able to um, learn in that way. And we also have been taking styles from different philosophies of learning to be able to relay this information to teach people that's engaging and fun and um, get them to use their more artistic side of their brain um, with the logic together in synergy. And that's what I really love about physics and geometry. It activates left and right brain at the same time. It helps balance the It's a really good um, equalizer in terms of um, something that allows you to learn a lot of other things because you now know that one mechanic. And right. um, I personally love the archetypes that Adam created just for the sense of the character that it brings. You know, I'm a pro RPG nerd and like love <laughs> role play games like D&D and stuff. So it kind of has that feel. Adam gamified a lot of his stuff. Um, and right. I think it's great because a lot of people respond to that really well. Uh, will you tell people about Adam? Excuse me, just so just so uh, the audience has more of a frame reference who who is adam and and how did he he's basically the guy that founded this the the guardian alliance yeah so adam's the founder and creator of the guardian alliance he created it as a uh offset academy after he had created the academy for resident science foundation and um basically took um his teachings from the resident science foundation and expanded upon it in his way which is the way of the jedi Mm-hmm. Um, and and all schools of, of um, practices like always have their own feel and experience because of the original um, founder. So Adam kind of imbued his um, experience into this, and it's cool how each of us that come in and add our own experiences, how it evolves and changes and becomes an entire school of thought and, and way of life, essentially. Um, and Adam developed the um, Unified Physics courses for Resident Science Foundation, and that is essentially the foundation of a lot of the teachings within the Alliance and to come soon in the Alliance with how to actually train yourself with the Force, uh, knowing the mechanics of how to actually tune in subtle energy and wield it with your body and uh-huh. the environments around you and um, how that relates to the mind and the emotions and being able to congeal all of these different subjects into one unified experience that um, leaves you well equipped to be able to kind of expand upon it on your own. I guess, you know, what's interesting is, uh, like, I want to get into the specifics of the system, but I, I think maybe we should describe first uh, to the audience a little bit more about... Um, I mean, maybe both a little bit about the internal energy system and then the external energy system or, you know, however you want to approach it. But how do you describe, you know, the 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 the, the world view from this perspective of energy rather than from the perspective of matter, which so many of us are, are used to or were raised within? Right. I think, I think it's, I mean, it's the same thing, essentially. Depends on what kind of belief system and meaning we're putting behind it. Mm-hmm. So if we, we're putting a spiritual belief system and meaning behind it, great, cool. That's going to be a perspective, but we don't need it to actually know the mechanics of how to um, train in this way and tap into this phenomenon and utilize it. Um, it just makes it 
in my personal experience, more um, deep and interconnected on a uh, different level to put that meaning behind it. But in terms of the way we teach it, we'll kind of put a little bit of that in there. We'll hint at it, but we, we really don't want to focus too much on that aspect. It's more of the um, actual mechanics on how to do it and what it actually is and what we have yet to discover and what we're in the process of discovering in terms of our development in science and being able to track this phenomenon and use the language of science to be able to expand upon this work. And it's ever-evolving. I mean, the things that we're teaching, it's not an absolute truth, and it's not the only thing that we're going to discover from this this type of work. But it's a start, and it's the, the foundation, and it's the, it's the root work, and how we get us our, ourselves capable of being able to expand into other aspects of this knowledge. And um, really, it's it's in my mind, important to know both, but like everybody has their own desire on what they want to connect with. So sometimes there's students that really just want to learn the hardcore logic behind the way something works, and then there's some students who want both that and philosophy, and there's some students who just want philosophy. So the fact that it's important to have all of that present so you can make the choice on what you want to learn and, and what way if you want to separate it, if you want to have it unified. Um, right. But the overall unification is important for everybody to know just for the sake of being able to knowledge. Yeah, I mean, that was an interesting thing that actually, I mean, just being someone that was raised within the Western context and I was taught Western, you know, science and, and I still, you know, most of my acquaintances these days think of Western science as science. But the more that I've learned about um, this energetic path or the internal alchemy um, or even the multidimensional reality that we can get into maybe a little bit later, um, that there's a science behind that, too. It's not that it's it's not illogical, right? No, <laughs> it's yeah. actually, it, it is one. It is the same. The right mm -hmm. and left brain are the same phenomenon. It's just different ways of perceiving and expressing it. That's the fun part, uh, you know, the human experience and, and being able to compartmentalize these things and also experience it unified. Um, I do feel that in the future, generations will have the ability to have that unification without having to compartmentalize it, but have both compartments capable of running in those right. ways together. Um, did you notice in throughout history a couple generations back, I mean, a couple thousand years up until now, we still struggled with the duality and the polarization, um, and that's really the essential nature of the Jedi is um, depolarizing and um, creating that unification. Right. It's it's a it's a lot to handle. Too. It takes a lot of responsibility, and that's something that uh, I I view it as very important to remember. It's, Paying um, respect to the original cultures who taught this before Western thought um, mm -hmm. and their lines of ancestry and how they tapped into this knowledge is really beautiful. And being able to pay homage to those original elders and actually learn the knowledge from their perspective and not a Western lineage perspective because most of Western lenses cut out the actual roots of the information we need. And so 
it can be referenced, but it's not it's not effective to use the Western lens, and that's something that um, is a huge it's of huge importance to us, especially in the, in the way that we convey information. Yeah, I think even. God, I mean, where I've gotten to with it, the, the Western perspective is almost like a bad habit. It, it produces an almost cognitive dissonance where people can't believe that there's this energetic world. Um, and because they don't believe it, they can't see it. They can't feel it. They don't, you know, it, it, then it takes a real effort. I mean, it has on my, my own part and my own experience to, to kind of break free of the, of the cognitive dissonance that I had but that just didn't let me perceive things that were outside too, you know, too far outside of, of that materialistic belief system that I was raised within. So it's, it's just an interesting quandary, uh, you know, trying to teach people, I guess, I, you know, I guess when I, when I do interviews like this, I mean, I'm targeting that the, maybe the member of the audience that would be the most skeptical, um, and just, you know, reassure, reassure that person that, you know, if you, if you meditate long enough, or if you do Qigong or Tai Chi long enough, then you know you too can start to at least start to perceive the internal energy system inside your body, uh, and then that's what kind of opened the door for me just to crack to go well. If that's true, then maybe all this other stuff is true too. You know, maybe there's something to this. So yeah, that's great. Well, I have about thirty minutes left. Do you want to talk about our experiences? Okay, experiences with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, why don't we tell the audience just um, just to kind of go through some of the archetypes so they get the 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 Guardian Alliance system? Like you talk, you go from chakra to chakra, and you you will teach you know what the color is, but what the emotion is, and then what the archetype is. So like the root chakra is the the warrior energy, and and then how to how to move through any blocked energies that might be be in that chakra. Yeah, so we start from the root up. You know, build that foundation. The warrior is essentially the root. Um, mm -hmm. The ability to um, have dexterity in your natural world and utilizing your senses and your instincts. And um, mostly with the philosophies and teaching in martial arts. And um, it's a very grounding way to prelude into the higher philosophy so that you get your body involved and you remember that you have to stay present in your body and to check in with yourself. And it's really important, um, especially in the work that we do, to be able to check in and harmonize um, all other aspects of, of our experience into a physical, because um, it's what carries us and it's what allows us to be here and, and honor it fully and authentically so that we can thrive, essentially. Um, mm -hmm. And then as we move up, we go into a revert, which is all about emotions and um, our expressions in life and how we network with each other and social experiences and really changing the social landscape between the self and this other. And then um, the, the next one up, which I guess would be solar is yellow. Um, that one's all going to be about ambassadorship and um, really just like how we use our willpower to um, create mechanisms of change within ourselves and within our environment. Um, and then we have the healer, which would be the heart bringing, um, any which it really goes into all and anything healing modalities and just 
like what does it really mean to be a healer for the self? Because um, sovereignty is the absolute core of everything that we do. And when when going through healing modalities, that's the number one thing that I personally experience in the professional field is a lack of sovereignty still because we're still coming at it from old wounds, an old world paradigm wounds. Mm-hmm. And in order to shift into sovereign healing modalities, we actually have to realize that we are the only ones who can heal ourselves. No matter what master we seek or what teaching we seek, we're the ones who are going to be doing the work and we're the ones who are going to change. So it's up to us to make that difference and um, take the control back into our own being. And that's how we learn sovereignty. And a lot of people surprisingly still don't understand how to get into that mentality and that concept. And it takes them a long time to, they need a lot of support. Um, from teachers and leaders, and that's okay. Um, everybody has their own journey with it, and that's really what we like to teach with the healing modalities and the healer archetype is how you take charge of your own embodiment in the healing process, um, right. and how to just reflect that to others around you without, you know, pushing people too hard on their path. Like everybody has their own pace, and that's okay. We don't have to force people or ourselves to go out of pace that is not authentic. To our, our past, um, and then my super favorite is the the purple and blue, the um, ambassador and the Skywalker, and um, mostly because I'm I'm an inner diplomat at heart, and I love diplomatic philosophy, and I just you know politics forms in humanity for a reason. I don't believe that it's absolutely necessary to have it the way that it is now, because monarchy is what formed it, and monarchy is not going to survive in the new paradigm. But if we understand political philosophy with a holistic perspective, we can utilize the mechanics of it in a way that help us maintain the true democracy, true diplomacy within the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe it's, it's a very big quality of just learning to be human and how those interactions are really important. You don't have to be a professional whatever, have your own business or work for a high-profile business in order to have ambassadors or diplomatic skills. Um, it's necessary even for local communities to thrive. You need ambassadors and leadership even in the smallest, most significant way. Um, and then Starwalker, you know, just really gets into all this, the sci-fi stuff of actual traveling and um, right. tapping into the force itself and being able to actually utilize psychic phenomena. Uh, and spiritual abilities, and, and I don't even like calling it spiritual abilities because it's just the innate abilities of being human um, right. and, and being an electromagnetic being on this planet full of other electromagnetic beings. <laughs> so it's, um, it's, you know, the way we communicate with our subtle world and, and the energies around us. And I love the way Adam described his personal experiences with it and how it's inspired me to really tap into my own and that further inspired me on how to to inspire others to tap into their own experiences and really test the mechanics of um, how somebody else figured it out and figure out what works for you. Because some people, they have a biochemical blockage on being able to actually travel. Some people, it's emotional. A lot of times, it's interconnected and emotion sparks a physical response. Um, vice versa, a physical response usually is tied to emotion. Um, in my own experience, that is what has tried to freak me from uh, actual phenomena. And the more that I've accrued different techniques from other friends and teachers, 
um, has helped me kind of experiment with how my brain, my body, my soul works right now in this condition um, as I'm evolving and healing. Mm-hmm. And um, I've figured out other techniques that other people haven't, and then I still have a lot more to learn. And the fact that that is the ever-growing aspect of our teaching and experience, not just within the alliance, but just overall within anybody, is being able to share that information, which can be sensitive subjects for a lot of people who are supposed to in certain cultural belief patterns that have fear around that sort of stuff. And, and we really want to encourage everybody to get out of their comfort zone and, and face those fears in a passionate way and know that they're supported not not to be judged for how their experience is going to look, but to have the openness to be able to challenge themselves and, and their belief systems and, and you know, nobody has to give up their belief systems either. It's just a matter of being able to be tolerant to one mm. another and tolerance to um, being able to express the way that we experience or share information so that we can share um, in this joy and, and the ability to be able to experience our reality with true sovereignty. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, I, I guess as you start along this path, there's going to be a couple of the archetypes that you identify with personally, but ideally, you're trying to strengthen each each chakra up and down the energy system, and then you'll end up being, you know, a pretty balanced individual, um, being able to use all of these different um, psychological forces, essentially equally, I guess people will always have their favorites. Um, but the idea is to is to find that balance. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, uh, you know, I guess if you want to talk about some of the abilities that people, I mean, we've touched a little bit on the ESP and the, and the paranormal abilities that can be cultivated. It's something that a lot of people, um, you know, again, people just don't believe that it's possible, but, um, I think, you know, you've had some of these experiences and, and maybe others in the group. Um, do you want to talk about, um, I mean, what is going on like interdimensionally or what can happen? I, I guess one of the, one of the things, and I, I mean, you know, I've had some experiences, I guess, but the idea that there are interdimensional beings or that there's a multidimensional reality is something that's so yeah. um, beyond what a lot of people can think about. Um, but you know, you have had these experiences, right? And it is something that people can do. It is a, it is a, yet another skill that can be cultivated using these a- energy cultivating techniques. Yeah. Well, you know, just starting off with that, like what was really important to my journey was finding this community because on the East Coast, this type of community doesn't exist right now. And um, it was a little intimidating to be thrusted into because I had been surrounded by people who didn't under, understand the phenomenon that I experienced. And so I had to keep that within myself, you know, really deeply and uh-huh. that's fine. But really finding this community changed my life because there were other people who were similar or had similar experiences that I was able to learn from and know like I wasn't alone. We all have a different way of experiencing this phenomenon, but there are other people experiencing this phenomenon and they want answers and they want to learn and they want to understand and that's really kind of where I was at. It's just like, you know, I need to master this thing and I don't understand and it's kind of scary and that's why a lot of people can't tune into it because we're so dense in our life right now and we're all stressed out and overcast so we're not tuned into the subtle energy very easily like our ancestors used to be. Mm-hmm. 
Right. We're living very modern lives that are almost separate from nature, and, and we're just not connected to that that energy all the time like we used to be. And so it's like a new muscle that you have to work out, and it can be painful and and disorienting sometimes and you have to take it in doses sometimes and that's just is what it is and some people if they live a great lifestyle can handle it 24 7 others can't um but what was really important for for my journey into entering this community and the alliance was the fact that i wasn't alone and i had camaraderie and i had others that i could share my experiences with and also receive their experiences and um yeah, I think that's the, the core and the importance of why we share that is so that others can can learn how to ground themselves into that experience and not feel outcasted by societal norms that have been in place for a long, long time that are really outdated. Do you want to share some of your experiences? Like, were you a young child and then, you know, you saw, you started seeing ghosts and nobody else could, could explain? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. I don't have, I have like a couple more minutes, but I'll just like in a nutshell it. Okay. That's essentially what it, I experienced. Um, and, and then it, it, you know, it, it changed over the years and then I met other people who were similar and had similar experiences. And, uh, you know, it's just, it was something that, that was very mysterious for me that I was very drawn to learning about. And, um, I found that in that field of knowledge, there's still not a lot of material pulled from. And a lot of it is kind of thwarted because it's from the perspective of one or two people and it's heavily patriarchal in the knowledge base just because of what was saved and copied and written down. Um, and so there's just so much knowledge that is, has not been, um, described. And it's only been passed down maybe orally or generationally that might be lost. Um, and so it was really important to me was like connecting with my lines of ancestry and what they had to teach and what the subtle knowledges that weren't passed on or recorded definitively but were within my being. And so that was what was really important to balancing that experience for me. All right. Well, that's cool. I mean, I've been going through uh, something kind of similar, just at least in terms of understanding my tribe. I think for a long time, uh, I felt like I had to fight, you know, people that thought different than me or, you know, I was always really logical and with my political philosophy or whatever, you know, I'm always arguing with people and trying to convince them and, and only... Um, probably in the last six months or so was I like, you know, I, I need to hang out with people who think like I do. <laughs> and there's something really important about finding that community. Um, and that's what, one of the things that, that really turned me on to the Guardian Alliance, because it seems like uh, as a group, you all are uh, really open-minded, but you've also done a great job of integrating these ideas um, from the more esoteric and the more mystical, but then attaching them into a lot of the, the Western physics and the ideas that are coming out now, and you've packaged them in this way that's really accessible. Uh, even to people that maybe haven't had that many experiences with the internal energy system or some of these more um, mystical or esoteric concepts, which become less esoteric the more you learn about them. And, and um, you know, uh, so I think it's worth it for people to spend the time to check it out. 
and learn as much as they can and remain open-minded to the possibilities that um, exist on the other side of that veil uh, if they're just open-minded enough to pursue it. So um, I know that you're running short on time. Do you have any final statements that you want to make or you want to let people know uh, where they can find out more information about the Guardian Alliance as well? Yeah, just go to guardian.is and um, you can do the uh, initiation course for free and that kind of gives you a taste of what we're about, what we do, and if you like it, and keep going, if not, whatever. Um, we really appreciate your involvement, Doug, and, and your enthusiasm, and, and thanks for sharing us and giving us a platform to, to speak to more people and um, looking forward to more co-creations and um, sharing of ideas. Yeah, sounds good. You guys have hunt literally, you know, dozens and dozens of people that would be perfect for for my program. So let's definitely keep in touch. Um, yeah, we're going to be doing um, revived pulse roundtable sessions um, okay. via Zoom link. So it'll be a great way to network and just talk to more guardians and get people in dialogue again with one another. All right. Sounds very good. And I will uh, urge all of my listeners to check out the website and check out the whole system. Um, whether you are completely skeptical of any of anything that we've talked about today or, or whether that uh, you've, you know, become more advanced in terms of your understanding and knowledge of the, of these kinds of uh, thoughts about reality, the internal and external energy systems, uh, going to the Guardian Alliance, uh, I think uh, you'll find a lot of good information there. So uh, I urge everybody to check it out. And I'll just let people know that uh, you've been listening to The Shift. And I am your host, Doug McKenty. You can find out more about The Shift at theshiftnow.com. Uh, I'm on Facebook. You can just look me up on Facebook at Doug McKenty and on YouTube at The Shift. And I'm on Twitter at D McKenty. Um, but I'm urging more and more people to go to the website, theshiftnow.com, and sign up for the newsletter. And that way, I'll keep in touch with you, send a little weekly update that uh, gives you all of the latest episodes of The Shift and everything else that I'm working on. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And thank you, Alexandria, for coming on. Really appreciate it. We'll, we'll keep people updated. Yeah, love staying in touch. All right. Have a good one. Thanks. Have a good day. Bye. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. That's my conversation with Alexandria Russell of the Guardian Alliance. Uh, my apologies for the sound quality. There was a lot of reverb and a little bit of background noise happening uh, in the room where she was recording. She did ask me before uh, the recording if the sound was going to be was going to be uh, of a good enough quality, and I, I thought it sounded all right to me. And then uh, as I started to edit this one together, I kind of realized. Uh, that the reverb was kind of getting in the way. So I did what I could to boost her voice. Um, I think you can understand it uh, fairly well, um, but my apologies that uh, it wasn't a little bit clearer. It would have been nice uh, to have uh, been able to hear with a little more clarity what she was saying. But I think uh, if you were listening to this one, you, you could catch uh, pretty much everything of what she was saying, uh, ultimately. And so I hope it worked out for you. Uh, but my apologies, uh, next time we'll, we'll uh, try to make the sound quality a little bit higher there. Um, but I wanted to just give my notes here at the end about how, what I felt about the conversation. And um, I just think and hope that you all will think about going, going to guardian.is and checking it out. Um, 
I think that the system is really well put together. It incorporates a lot of ideas from a lot of different cultures, although as uh, Alexandria was describing, they were very careful not to culturally appropriate, and I appreciate that. It's difficult to have authentic relationships with these ideas and the people that uh, have traditionally expressed uh, within their health systems and their scientific understandings about how the world works um, in a way where you're acting in a good way, where you're not just stealing concepts or you're not posing uh, like a Hindu or like a Taoist or or uh, like a Native American or an indigenous person, certainly. Um, and I think they do a really good job. She even didn't really want to talk about the system as the chakra system, but just talked about how they utilize the color spectrum. Um, and they incorporate a lot of different ideas. And, and when they do have people uh, discussing uh, different ways on the website. Uh, it's typically uh, like an elder from an indigenous population that's actually expressing their own ideas. Uh, so um, I, I appreciate that about the way they put this together. It does take ideas from all over the world and it puts them, it puts them together in this tight package about how the energetic system works. Um, and it does so in a way that I think is really authentically striving to be very respectful uh, of the people whose ways uh, they're representing. And they don't really copycat, um, but now they're putting together a kind of this big picture uh, system that incorporates not only these ideas from these more ancient uh, traditions, but uh, also a lot of the modern science, the unified field theory, and the quantum uh, mechanics that uh, Adam Apollo brings in to the program so you can start to see that modern science and western thinking is actually starting to correlate in a big way with uh, these ideas that have been on the planet since the beginning of mankind and I think that's very exciting. Um, one of the things that Alexandria said that really got into my mind was that what they're doing is really integrating the left brain and the right brain, the energetic with the materialistic and they're not really uh, different systems. They're describing the same reality, but it's a different perspective. And finding the balance between the two is key um, to evolving humanity, I think, to this next level uh, from this simply materialistic domain that so many of us have been raised in, if we've been raised in the West, uh, and the colonialism and the imperialism that's gone along with it. And starting to understand that there's a lot of value to be had from this energetic perspective, from this holistic and integrative perspective. Um, one of the things I really appreciate as well is that these systems, uh, you know, really have a, a, a comprehensive understanding of where our emotions come from, and that the energies uh, express emotions, and that balancing the energies creates a healthy psychology. And that's something that materialism really does not explain. They never get into where where do emotions come from, uh, why our feelings are actually important, <laughs> you know, how our lives are, are probably uh, actually definitely more driven by uh, our emotions and our feelings and our intuitions uh, than they are by this materialistic logic that so many uh, in the West have been taught is the only way to go forward. But we all have emotions and uh, our subconscious and our uh, that emotion part of us uh, really ultimately makes uh, a, a lot of the decisions, even when we think we're being logical, 
the reality of the world, even in a materialistic world, we've got to understand there's an infinity of variables out there. Uh, I like to think of it as the emotion system or the energetic system works like a quantum computer, whereas the uh, the logical system is simply digital. Uh, it's got a, an, a, an if or a then um, but it doesn't incorporate the the just the the myriad of the reality, the holographic nature of the reality that's happening around us, uh, that creates an infinity of possibilities. And uh, so, ultimately, when there's an infinity of possibilities, we have to go with our gut, right? <laughs> At the end of the day. Uh, you have to make a choice in any given situation, and that choice is going to come from where, how you feel about the situation and how you want to move forward uh, with your life uh, in any given situation. Uh, and so these systems, these energetic-based systems, uh, really provide a comprehensive way of incorporating all of that reality, not just, you know, a, an if or a then in a given scientific controlled experiment, but really dealing with the entire infinity of the reality around us. And um, another thing that she mentioned I wanted to bring up was a lot of people, especially when we're raised in a materialistic mindset, the spiritual stuff sounds frou-frou, you know, it sounds all fluffy and, oh, you know, you're, this isn't based in reality, you're just making this up, this sounds frou-frou, even the way they describe it as a Jedi training, you know, I can kind of see where that could put some people off. But um, cultivating this kind of internal energy has been the foundation of the spirit paths of really all the cultures in the history of the world until we get to this Western European perspective that's now colonized much of the world, and that worldview is very prominent. But these more ancient ideas uh, were the perspective, the sciences, as we discussed a little bit, of uh, all other cultures in the history of the world until we get to this, this Western materialistic mindset. So you've got to give a lot of credence there. Clearly, people who are trying to learn how to live their best lives, trying to train to be the strongest people that they could be, were utilizing these energetic systems all over the world prior to Western materialism. And going back to understanding, having that understanding of how the world works, again, it incorporates not just the material world, but also our emotional world. Not just the logical part of our brain, but also the emotional part, the psychological part. And I think that this is a big thing about what's happening in the world today, especially post-COVID. We're seeing a lot of depression, a lot of suicide, a lot of addiction issues. Uh, people need to learn how to heal on this emotional level. And this system from the Guardian Alliance not only teaches you how to heal and balance on this energetic level, but then how to strengthen yourself until you can become a strong, individuated human being capable of making choices for yourself, uh, not leaning on the authority to tell you what to do so you know how to act and what to do, and, and uh, allowing others to make choices for you. Um, and so I think this is really important, and it's a great place to stop, I, to, to start on any journey to understand uh, this energetic perspective. Um, also, as we discussed, uh, introducing a, a lot of Western science, the modern Western science hasn't really taken on 
uh, a, a lot of traction in the academy just yet, but unified field theory, uh, taking quantum mechanics to the next level, and then combining the unified field theory with a lot of these ancient traditions from Hinduism or Taoism or indigenous thought uh, starts to open the door to uh, other opportunities at the very end. And maybe I'll have Alexandria back because she ultimately discusses her abilities uh, at multi-dimensional communication. She has uh, an extrasensory perception. Um, and these are the kinds of uh, capabilities that you can cultivate as you progress more and more into this energetic universe. Um, the whole way of looking at life from this energetic point of view, it really opens up uh, a different kind of cosmology uh, rather than simply materialism where we have to travel from here to the moon, to the sun, to the center of the, of the galaxy, etc. We... Uh, there becomes a more, much more of an internal uh, worldview that includes a multi-dimensional worldview that includes beings that live in these alternate dimensions. Uh, ideas like astral travel become possible, um, and lots of other forms of telepathic communication and things like that. Uh, they even talk a little bit about UFOs uh, and extraterrestrial beings that are multidimensional beings that you can get in touch with, theoretically. So again, a lot of this stuff sounds kind of frou-frou, but at the Guardian Alliance, they take you step by step. Uh, and again, all other cultures in the history of the world have believed all of these things. They only sound... Um, strange or odd to those of us that were raised inside this Western materialistic paradigm. Uh, most cultures uh, very much believe in extraterrestrials, very much believe in a spirit world, and very much believe and experience uh, beings in, in other dimensions. Uh, so, you know, in the Guardian Alliance, you'll get introduced to ideas like the Akashic Records um, and multiple layers and levels of consciousness, the auras, the energetic auras, not just the internal, like the Chinese uh, medical system with um, the internal energy system and how it works with all of your emotions and, and through all of the uh, organ systems, etc. But then the aura systems that surround your body, the Taurus system that is the energetic system of your entire body, and then they connect it in again with things like sacred geometry and then modern physics, unified field theory, uh, and holographic universe theories. So very interesting stuff. Also very affordable. I think if you just want to go through the first uh, the first circle, they call it the first six steps and learn the basics, they ask for, I think it's $19.99 a month, uh, but on a sliding scale. So you can really do this and it probably would take you, you could do it in a month if you really wanted to. So much information for, for next to nothing. Uh, if you can't, if you can't, don't feel like you can afford the 20 bucks a month. Uh, I think it goes down to maybe even $8 a month. Um, and literally hundreds of hours of, of video content with experts, uh, as well as, um, just hundreds of pages of written content to describe, uh, the, the different 
uh, archetypes, the six different archetypes, uh, how the chakra system works. You get a little bit of Tai Chi, Qigong, uh, and you talk to uh, a lot of uh, different experts in different fields that um, have been studying this energetic system and can really give you a very holistic understanding of how it works, uh, combining, again, knowledge from all over the world, um, both modern and ancient. So I would recommend at least checking it out, see if you like it, and maybe take a month and go through through some of the classes, see what you think, um, and at least learn a little bit about uh, how this alternative worldview uh, can function and can function for you in terms of not just making you a healthy person and healthy and balanced psychologically, which is extremely important and emotionally, uh, but also physically, uh, and then making you into a stronger and stronger person the more you cultivate these types of energies uh, until perhaps even you too uh, could be able to experience some of these extrasensory perceptions uh, or become almost Jedi-like in terms of your interaction with the world around you um, and manifesting abundance uh, and manifesting health uh, in your reality. So uh, again, you can check it out at guardian.is uh, and I want to thank uh, Alexandria Russell for coming on the show. Uh, maybe I'll have her back on so that we can really take a deep dive into this extrasensory perception aspect of things. Um, it is getting a little bit more far out than, than this show usually goes, but I'm kind of getting ready to go there. I'd like to start to make the shift uh, from just this materialistic reality where we're talking a lot about politics, economics, uh, you know, conspiracies, etc. on that level and getting into some of these more psychological and energetic uh, and spiritual topics, because I think that uh, heading in this direction is where we need to go if we want to create a thriving world uh, for the seventh generation. Um, and understand, you know, at least understand that we need to have a balance between materialism and uh, this energetic, holistic view of things so that we can move forward in a better way for the future. Uh, the materialism clearly comes with colonialism, imperialism. Uh, and this warlike behavior, this patriarchal system, this uh, unsustainable uh, economic behavior, uh, it's just not tied into the cycles. Uh, and it's not tied into the energies of the universe and the Mother Earth. And uh, so we need to, I think, open our minds to these alternative possibilities. Again, check them out, guardian.is. And thanks, everybody, for listening. You've been listening to The Shift. I've been your host, Doug McKenty. You can find my stuff at www.theshiftnow.com. Uh, I urge all of my listeners to go there and sign up for the newsletter. That way uh, we can circumvent any of the big tech censorship that's uh, clearly been not just coming down the pike, but that's happening to a, a lot of uh, independent reporters these days. And uh, next week I've got Juliana... Julianne Romanello coming on. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, technocracy, but also take a deep dive into one of her favorite philosophers, Eric Vogelin, um, where we're going to get into the difference between um, indoctrination and education and uh, art and propaganda 
I think it's going to be a really interesting conversation with the backdrop from Eric Vogel, and we we have uh, he's really influenced by Plato, so we're going to get into some ancient Greek uh, philosophy and talk uh, Western philosophy in general from this. I think really really good point of view. Uh, so be looking forward to that one. All right, thanks everybody for for checking this one out. Again, uh, you can find more stuff at www.theshiftnow.com, and we'll see you again next week. Thanks a lot. Take care.